Today we're wrapping up our week on uh, an update on technology, um, right. especially technology with, with kids, and we're going to sort of conclude the week debunking the six biggest myths about technology addiction. This is an article from um, The Conversation. Right. In these days of um, fake news and I only read what I already agree with mm -hmm. and confirmatory bias and all that, it was nice to see this article because most of the research that's done on, let's begin, most parents, many parents complain that their children are addicted. Right. Okay. And we've talked about it before, that this probably isn't a real addiction as much as over-reliance right. and dependence. Right. Not the way that we, not the way that we consider addiction for other things. Right. Um, and you and I have always been troubled by that term. Always. You know, that she's addicted or this is an addiction. And when the World Health Organization last spring decided to make this an addiction, mm -hmm. a gaming addiction, mm -hmm. they called mm -hmm. it, um, there was there were other opinions, other viewpoints mm -hmm. expressed, right. and so all of the research done on what's really going on, mm -hmm. what is what is the effect of all this on children, is all correlational research. Right, you can't establish a direct cause. There's right. just no way to do that research. So you have all these correlations, and then people write books and articles, and they go on TV programs, and they say, well, there's this connection between cell phone use and suicide right. or cell phone use and something and right. cell phone use and obesity or gaming and, mm -hmm. and violence National studies mm -hmm. you know it might it doesn't mean one causes the right. other they're they're just correlational so this is a very uh, tricky area to to right. arrive at any real definite conclusions because all you can do is correlational research right and, and to that end you know it's <clears throat> it, and we see this so often um, you know, pe people will take two graphs right. and they'll say, you know, you can see as the trend in cell phone use increases, here is the trend in ob obesity rates and they mirror each other, right. okay? Or they, they look at these similar graphs and again, th there are so many other um, sociological, right. um, environmental right. things that are happening mm -hmm. at the same time. Right. You know, you could put the same, <laughs> create a very mm -hmm. similar graph right. for, um, you know, Educational demands, or um, you know, the, um, Clim the climate, climate change, yeah. weather change, hurricanes. You know, it's it's all it's all right. correlational, and we try to treat it as though it's causal. Right. Um, we try to say so this we, causes this, and then it just leads to other problems. Right. We seek to understand. Mm -hmm. Okay, and that's that's a normal human right. effort. We seek to understand, but we always have to be careful when we're dealing with correlational research. And that, what was that tendency? to point blame at the newest thing. Right. Whatever it is that's annoying us mm -hmm. or whatever it is that we don't feel as though we completely right. understand, right. that's what we have to blame. You know, I um, read an article this morning about there's a measles outbreak, I think it's in the United Kingdom. Mm -hmm. And so parents are rushing to get their kids vaccinated after they didn't vaccinate right. them because of the vaccination scare. Right. Okay? And, and now they're rushing because there's a measles, measles mm -hmm. a highly contagious disease spreading through the UK, about 80 cases of it right now. So parents are rushing out now to have their children right. vaccinated. That was another classic case of correlational research. Mm -hmm. it, it, it was treated as a cause, mm -hmm. but in fact, it's simply correlational. It could have been right. many things, right. you know, rather than the vaccine or the mercury or whatever. Oh, for the uh, concerns about right. immunization, right, right, right. Okay, so what this person does is he's saying, wait a minute, let's slow down a minute mm -hmm. and let's take another look at all this stuff. And when I mention fake news or confirmatory bias, 
it's good to hear the other side. You know, mm-hmm, what, mm-hmm. what other possible explanations are there? Right. This sounds like a reasonable explanation, but are there other possible explanations? Right. And that's how knowledge is built, right. is to consider other um, types of information, information from other sources. Absolutely. So that's what he does. And he gives us pause to think about some of the conclusions mm-hmm. that many of us have reached. Right, mm-hmm. right. And, and you know, the it is a, a lot of this talk is to create um, a story, to create right. scare, uh, to create anxiety, mm-hmm. um, to to try to correct whatever the author of whatever thing it is that right. you're reading mm-hmm. um, to 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 you know pursue their mm-hmm. um, perspectives. That's right. Um, and you know we we have to keep those things in mind. Most of the things that you read online, and we've talked about this uh, relatively recently, most of the things that we read online are um, opinion-based. They're not necessarily fact-based. And another thing to remember is that, remember that most commercial outlets, mm-hmm. news whether it's a news outlet, a newspaper, they want you to read or right. listen or watch. So the more sensational it is, the more likely it is that you'll watch it. Right. I mean, there's a reason why people, why fires were so popular on TV, because it makes great visuals. Okay? Right. And um, why, um, magazines sensationalize things mm-hmm. because that gets people to buy it. Right. Okay? And so um, the, the royal family, for example, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it sells magazines. Right. Um, the Kardashians sell magazines. Mm-hmm. And so remember that there is a commercial aspect to this and there is some sensationalizing. Right. Okay? So it sounds good when you can link suicide to cell phones mm-hmm. because many, many of us believe that. But he caught, he refers to it as fear mongering. He says right. a lot of this is really fear mongering. Right. He said there's a moral panic in the country right now, so let's slow down, take a closer look at everything. Right. That's what he's asking. So, so myth, debunking the first myth is the is <coughs> um, that technology is not a drug. Right. And and I think that that's a great place to start. Right. Because it's not. It's not a drug. Right. It's not. Um, we've talked um, multiple times on the podcast about. You know the what what they do. People who promote the idea of of technology addiction mm-hmm. always point to dopamine. Right, right. They they always go to dopamine Good because old dopamine. you know it releases dopamine, and you know what dopamine is what's released when you do cocaine and you do right. all these other drugs. It's also what you, what what's released when you um you know when you eat a, Watch a, good, a movie, good, eat good meal, meal when right. you you know go for a run it's it's released all the time mm-hmm. your, your body uses it all the time right so just because dopamine is released doesn't mean something is an, an addiction right and the other thing he meant and so you have to be careful of that yes yeah. yes it does using devices all this technology does release dopamine but. He gives these very interesting statistics, and he has a table in this article mm-hmm. posted on the show notes. You'll see it. He said, "Let's let's take for a moment that um, that normal pleasure is one hundred percent." Okay. Okay. And then he says, um, "If we think of um, fun activities, right? And anything you enjoy doing, right? You increase dopamine by 50 to 100%, so right. by a half to doubling the amount of dopamine. Right. Just by, like when I go fishing, right. or you play golf, or you're with people you like, mm-hmm. or you're just relaxing for the evening. Any pleasurable activity about doubles the amount of, mm-hmm. of dopamine. Okay, mm-hmm. Cocaine goes up by 350%. Right. Okay, and amphetamines, I think it's amphetamines, yeah, methamphetamine, 
is 1,200%, right. okay? So the drugs of abuse produce three to 12 times the pleasure mm -hmm. that a pleasurable activity produces, right. okay? So I think that's an important thing to keep in mind, that the that, that technology shouldn't be, it has an effect on dopamine like mm -hmm. everything else has an effect on, and any other pleasurable activity has on dopamine. Right. But it's not the equivalent of a drug of abuse like right. cocaine or methamphetamine. Yeah, so <coughs> just, just looking at the numbers specifically, all right, so baseline, you're at 100%. Right. Okay? Mm -hmm. When you eat food, it goes up to 150%. That's right. Mm -hmm. When you, when you um, do methamphetamine, it goes up to 1,300%. Right. right. All right? So there's, there's our range. Video games is 175%. Mm -hmm. Just a little bit more than a good, eating. A good meal. Right. Right. So, yes, it releases dopamine, but it, it's not... It's not to the yeah. same extent as these things that we say, oh, well, these also release dopamine, and, and right. they're addictive, so this must be addictive. So, so when you see your children playing video games or using their cell phones, um, yes, it's pleasurable, mm -hmm. but it's no more pleasurable than a good, than, than a, than a good meal. Right. Okay? Yeah. Okay, so keep that in mind. Yeah. It, it really isn't like a drug. Right. Okay? You just want to say settle down. Right. Settle down. Yeah. All right, the second... Technology addiction is not common. And this, again, is something that you hear all the time. You, you know, it's an epidemic. It's, you mm -hmm. know, it's this, it's that, that all, know, all of these kids, kids are doing this. Right, all these kids are addicted. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and we've never, we've never denied that it's, that it's not possible to, to have a video game addiction right. or a technology addiction. It, it is possible. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, it could be that for some mm -hmm. people, that release of dopamine is extraordinarily high, or that um, that they develop some psychological, emotional connection to them right. that is just um, unbreakable. Mm -hmm. that, that, that's possible. It's not likely, right. but it's possible. Right. But to say that it's as common as what, especially what the media tries to, to tout it to be, is, mm -hmm. is really an, an overkill. Right. I. I stumbled, and I mean stumbled, onto some interesting um, statistics. He says about 3%. Right. Right? Yeah, 3% uh, of gamers or less develop problem behaviors such as neglecting schoolwork to the point that the grades suffer. Okay, so he's saying about 3% of gamers probably take it to excess. Mm -hmm. Okay, so out of the out of the 100% who play, 97% um, play without right. incident. Okay. Right. Interestingly, and we've talked about, we've sort of skirted this issue before uh, when we talk about violent video games. Mm -hmm. Violent video games create violence. Right. Not for most kids. Right. I mean, it might in some subgroup. Right. But most boys play violent video games, and most boys are not violent. Right. Okay? So there's some, there's something else going on here. Mm -hmm. So I looked up some numbers and found that about 6 to 7% mm -hmm. of Americans suffer addictions. Mm -hmm. And I, I thought it would be a little bit higher than that, but mm -hmm. about 19 million people out of 300 million, so about 6 or 7%. About half of them have a mental illness, mm -hmm. about 3%. Right. And so you begin to wonder, because we've right. said this, that for most kids, gaming is not going to be a permanent right. problem or an addiction. But for the 
3% who are prone to mental illness, right. now you have a different combination. Right. Now you have a kid playing a video game who also has an anxiety disorder right. or depression or um, some kind of withdrawal syndrome. There's something else at work in the group that shows addictive tendencies. And, and, and the fascinating <laughs> thing with that is that what that often means, just like when we think about other mm -hmm. forms of addiction, that means the video games are self-medication to some extent. They're using know? them as medication. Right. right. They, they relieve anxiety, they relieve stress. <laughs> and when you talk to kids who have that kind of problem, and we have, mm -hmm. um, that's what they say. You know, the, the, it brings to mind this whole marijuana thing because people, marijuana is a gateway drug. It is for those who go on to other drugs. Right. But most people don't. don't. Right. Most people who smoke marijuana never go on to become an addict. Mm -hmm. Some people do, probably 6%. Right. I'm guessing. Is it 3 six, to 6%. 3 right. to 6% of kids who try marijuana will go on to hard drugs. 94% mm -hmm. won't. Right. You know, so be careful right. with this word addiction. Right. Okay. Right. And, and that leads us really well to the, the next, next um, right. the next debunked myth, and that is that technology addiction is not a mental illness. Right. It's uh, not the mental illness. Right. Right. There's something else mm -hmm. at play. So, right. um, you know, and, and this is the, you know, and I know that I'll, I'll get some um, kickback for this statement, um, <coughs> especially since I'm prefacing it with that. Mm -hmm. um, I, I feel the same thing about alcohol and other I agree. Um, addictions. It's not that they are the mental illness. Mm -hmm. We classify it as a mental illness, and I, I get that, um, I suppose. But they, the, the vast majority of the time, and I, and I fail to f have an example from my experience mm -hmm. where this isn't the case, but I will contend that perhaps there's a possibility out there. Right. But anyone that has a true addiction to anything, there's some mental illness. There's some other mental illness, and the, the substance that they're using, whatever it is that they're addicted to, mm -hmm. that's what they're using to treat that mental illness. I'm, I agree with you. It's either trauma or right. mental illness or something, and they're just, they have found something that brings relief. Right. Okay, it might be methamphetamine, cocaine. Depends where you live. If you live in an upper, you know, you're very, very wealthy, you'd probably do powder cocaine. Mm -hmm. If you're very, very poor, you'll use crack cocaine. Right. But it's used for exactly the same reason. Right. You know. Yeah. It, it, the, um, and, and one of the, I've had this, these discussions, and one of the things that people will bring up is, well, what about those who, you know, do it just because of peer pressure? Right. Okay. Well, if you, if you are a person that uh, abuses anything mm -hmm. uh, because of peer pressure, well, we had to think about your, your ego strength and your, right. your personality and some of those kinds of things. It may right. not be you know, an overt depressive disorder or right. anxiety disorder, but it is certainly something related to your personality or your right. um, ego development, and, and, and it's still psychologically, mentally based in something else. Some, that's right, you know? that's right. So I think, I think we're, we're on, I think it's a good idea to, to remember that for those kids who really do get addicted, mm -hmm. it may be that they're simply treating some underlying condition, and we right. ought to be looking for the underlying condition rather than blame the video game. Right. Okay. The next debunked <coughs> myth is that, um, he puts it in quotes, technology addiction right. Right. Um, is not caused by technology. Right. Which and I think I'll, is fascinating. I like this one yeah. because of the byline he has mm -hmm. there, okay? Mm -hmm. um, it, it's not 
it's not the technology that they're addicted to. Mm -hmm. It's something else. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's either they're using technology to treat it, or but he has this wonderful yeah. phrase. <laughs> people don't think that depressed people who sleep all day have a bed addiction. Right. And we could go on and on and on with right. different. Do I have a golf addiction? Do right. I have a reading addiction? Am I addicted to reading? If we have you a know, podcast addiction. Right. No, when kids used to read a lot, you know, before technology, like say back in the '60s, before we had, or back in the '40s. Did a kid who was reading, you know, we had kids who they were always reading. Mm -hmm. They have a book addiction. They mm -hmm. have a reading addiction. Mm -hmm. We never thought of it right. that way. But now kids are playing video games and I have a video game addiction. Mm -hmm. So, again, caution. Be careful. Right. right. And I don't think, and, and, and this may be a, a, an important point, a place to, to add this in. This is written by um, Dr. Christopher Ferguson, who right. is a professor of psychology at Stetson University. Right. So this isn't um, th this isn't exactly written by someone who hasn't done research or doesn't know right. psychological principles. And he says, you know, he works clinically with teenagers, uh, young adults and teenagers, and he has done research in this area. Right. So it is it is something he knows something about. Right. Mm -hmm. The next is that <laughs> technology is not uniquely addictive. Right. right. Right now, we've talked before. Um, I think it was at Stetson, right? The, that we have this persuasive technology. Right. The, the idea that um, was that Stetson? Stanford. Stanford. Um, I knew it was one of those. Right. Um, are they the same? No, I'm just joking. Um, but the the idea is that you know they do things in technology to keep you engaged. Right. Um, but so does McDonald's. I mean, right. McDonald's does things to their food to make you engage and want to eat more. Um, right. So it's not that it's the technology itself. <laughs> that is um, uniquely addictive over and above anything else. I mean, they do make it persuasive. Right. I mean, they're, 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 uh, they call it persuasive um, design. Persuasive, yeah. yeah, it's PD, persuasive design. And they mm -hmm. build things that are, are attractive. Yes, they are made to be addictive, just like TV is made to be. Mm -hmm. when, when do they have the commercial break? Right. right at the most exciting part right. to keep you there, right. to keep you coming back. Right. Okay, um, and they build to a climax, and so th this isn't the first persuasive design mm -hmm. that we've ever had. Right. Uh, Sigmund Freud's nephew came to the United States, right. and he worked in this area back in the twenties and thirties. Mm -hmm. And so, um, it's it's not un it's what how does he put it? It's, it's not, not uniquely, uniquely addictive. addictive. Right. It's it's like anything else that's fun and engaging. Right. You keep doing it. Exactly. And the last debunked myth is that technology use <laughs> does not lead to suicide. And I'm glad that he, right. he included this one because it's, um, yeah. you know, it's another one of those graphs that you look at and you can see, you know, video game use in <laughs> is increasing and here is, you know, suicide in some particular population uh, of people and it, you know, matches or, or kind of increases right. at a similar um, time frame. Right. It's maybe correlational, but it's not causal. Right. And once again, if you look take look just a little bit deeper, the suicide rates increased generally from 1999 to 2016 for all age groups. Right. So something was going on, mm -hmm. we don't know what it was, but beginning in 1999, suicide mm -hmm. rates began to increase. And they increased more rapidly after the financial crisis of 2008. Mm -hmm. And so you see this rapid increase about the time that 
technology and cell phones. I think cell mm -hmm. phones were introduced in 2000 and Smartphones. Seven smartphones. smartphones. Was it 2007? We just had the 10th anniversary. Right. I think 2007, mm -hmm. right? So uh, the year before the financial crisis. Okay. Right. So yes, when you look at the graphs, when you look at the lines, mm -hmm. around 2007, 2008, but it was the financial crisis and suicide rates went up faster in middle-aged males and that's what he attributes the bump to right. is the increased rates of suicide right. among middle-aged males mm -hmm. so yes there's a correlation between these things but again if you look at the data more carefully you can come up with other uh, right. what I would consider cogent explanations right mm -hmm. yeah so uh, once again though <coughs> if you're going to look at correlations let's look at correlations with other things that are happening at right. the same time you know right. the financial crisis one could argue um, probably had a more profound effect <coughs> On those who you know this the the data demonstrate um, right. you know committed su suicide mm -hmm. um, than video games right. you know? right. so it's again you know taking all of this together all, mm -hmm. all six of these myths um, you know they're very good news reports they're right. very good um, yeah. fodder for you know clickbait and for um, you know news at that 24-hour news cycle and, right. and but it's not exactly what it's presented to be right right and and we have to always keep that in mind because um, you know if we if we continue to feed into the as he referred mm -hmm. to it fear-mongering right if we ref continue to feed into this um, th this moral panic mm -hmm. then all we're doing is perpetuating a these myths right. and um, you know creating distress and discord and and Right. conflict that is unnecessary so. right yeah so take and and he said at the end he said there has to be some balance right but you know if you're if you're concerned th there has to be a balance in your use of these things mm -hmm. because anything can become addictive right and it doesn't matter doesn't matter what it is anything can be addictive anything can be persuasive I, I, yeah. I think we should stay away from this term addiction I, I, I think that when parents come in and they use the word addiction it should it should be the basis of a conversation right. but the conversation shouldn't be about addiction right. it should be this broader context and I think this article would be a useful um, part to mm -hmm. be a, a useful contribution to a more reasoned discussion because what we want is about I don't care if my kids have cell phones mm -hmm. do but I don't want them on 24 hours a day seven days a week I want mm -hmm. them to do other things right. that don't involve cell phones so there's some balance right. that you have to have whether it's sports reading eating vitamins mm -hmm. you can overdo anything exercise you know, exercise so um, and then awareness of, of yeah. what you're doing what you're dealing with um, are you being manipulated right. yes yeah, certainly sometimes you are but as, but there's an awareness factor here that you have to use okay? absolutely so uh, take a look at this article. I think it's a I think it's a good contribution Absolutely. to this discussion. I completely agree. All right, that is it for today and this week. I I could do this again next week. Yeah. This this whole podcast thing. The whole technology thing. Oh, the technology thing. Yeah. I thought you just meant the podcast because I was like, what do you know? We're well, going to record some. We are going to do the pod. No, but I I um this whole issue of technology keeps coming up yeah. over and over again. And as we get more information, we yeah. may revisit this in the oh, future yeah, um, as new things come up. And I think we're gonna be doing some talks about this yeah, in the yeah. coming, during this uh, academic, during this school year. Yeah. Some schools have asked us to come out and talk about, parents wanna know a little bit more about technology. Yeah. And I'm sure that this article will be a, an important part of that Absolutely. discussion. 
All right, so that is it for today. Mm -hmm. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and forget to be afraid.